Welcome to podcast number 147 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today we've got a topic that might cause some people a little confusion. Others might be in 100% agreement, and yet others might have a question here or there in relationship to it. So let me give you the title of this podcast, and let me explain why we need to get into this. The title is, why love is greater than the gifts of the Spirit. Now you can see from that, some might say, well, I don't like the gifts of the Spirit. Well, that's not true because I'm Spirit-filled. I pray in my heavenly language. I've been blessed to have prophetic messages and to pray for people who have been healed. I believe God has gifted me with greater faith and a number of things I've seen operating in my life. So I thank God for that. So I'm 100% behind the gifts of the Spirit and the power gifts of the Spirit. I would not have done several dozen messages dealing with healing and miracles and faith and all those topics had I not been a strong believer in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. However, it's important that we understand that love is greater than the gifts of the Spirit. So before we get into it, we're going to pray. We need the Holy Spirit to help us through this, and I believe this may be an eye-opening podcast for some. Some will look at it and say, I've never thought of it that way, but I believe God's going to bless it. So Holy Spirit, we come to you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I invite the Holy Spirit to come in to take charge, to take control, and to run this podcast. I need you on this one as much as I ever have in any of these, maybe even more. And I pray now that you would bless it and that you would anoint it. And I pray the Spirit of God would quicken my thoughts and help me to explain scriptures and the issues that we need to talk about when we address the issue of love and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe we're going to have a wonderful podcast and that many people, Father, will be blessed by it. I'll thank you for that in advance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're new to Quality Christian Living, then I'd like to encourage you to go back and listen to some of the topics, some of the podcasts dealing with miracles, power gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of healing, and all those things that we've shared about in prior podcasts. You'd probably go back to about podcast number 120 until this one, which is 147, and you'll see a number of lessons and teachings. I believe that the Lord has used to help people understand the gifts of the Spirit and to know how to receive and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm a big believer in that. As a matter of fact, I'm an example of miracles in the sense that God First of all, the greatest miracle in my life is to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But then shortly after that, I had a number of physical problems that hit my life, several of which were life-threatening, and God has healed me of them. I lost a kidney to cancer. God healed me. I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer, given six months to live. That was nearly seven years ago. God has healed me. And on and on, there's examples of God moving in a special way. And I've seen great miracle gifts as I prayed for people and seen people's bodies literally be healed inside them, their, their organs be restored. It's just amazing to see what God has done. So with that, this is exciting. Matter of fact, I've looked forward to this teaching, and I think this is the time, this is the moment that we need to get into it. So let's talk about love for just a little bit, see if we don't understand that first before we get into discussing an issues of the gifts of the Spirit. The word love is often used incorrectly. A young man may tell a young lady he loves her so he can get something from her. Now we know what I'm talking about and it happens all the time. A married couple may use the word love so often that they forget what the word love really means. Now don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with a married couple or any couple or any individual saying that they love people and say it quite frequently. Matter of fact, say it several times a day. In our own marriage, my wife and I have a, just a common experience of saying I love you, but it's real, it's genuine, and it's not watered down. It's 
something that has grown in us. We've been married. Some of you probably listening in, I hope you still will listen in after this because you find out how old I am. But we've been married 55 years now and God has blessed that. And I know that his love is what's kept our marriage together and the love that we have for each other, which he placed there. Now, there's an old story that I've used before, but let me give it to you in this podcast. It's an old story of a couple who have been married for over 40 years. And the wife says to her husband, she says, you never say you love me anymore. And she's so sad and filled with kind of regret. Then the husband responds, looks at her, walks over to her and says, you know, I told you I loved you 40 years ago. And if that ever changes, I'm going to let you know. Well, first of all, I hope that this is not a true story, but I have a feeling that it might be. And if it is, then it's a very sad one because no matter how long we've been married, we need to tell each other we love each other. We need to tell our brothers and sisters in Christ we love them. We need to tell people that God loves them, probably more importantly than even us telling them that we love them because God's love is real. There are many definitions of the word love. Let me just start with one here. Love is defined as never having to say you're sorry. Well, that's interesting. It sounds kind of cute, but really that's not even true. It isn't even realistic. We can forget the birthday of someone we love. Saying sorry, I forgot, does not mean that you don't love them. So therefore, I think there's a deeper meaning for that, and we're going to get into that and see what Paul had to say about the word love. My concern about love is that its use is being watered down. Some might feel that I'm being a little picky on this, but let me just make the statement anyways. Saying we love a cookie is okay, but love is far greater than that. Saying I love your new hairstyle is not really brotherly love, the kind of love that God wants us to have for each other. So don't beat me up over that, but I just think we need to be careful because if we say the word love too often without really understanding what we're saying and what we're meaning by it, then we'll just say it flippantly and not realize the significance of it. Relate that to when you say, I love you, God. That better not be watered down. That better be real from your heart. And I know those who are listening in, that's how you feel about that. So my point is this. If we use the word love without knowing how significant it is in our life, we may use it to just get something. Let's move on. This podcast will explain why I believe that love is better than the gifts of the Spirit or that love is greater than the gifts of the Spirit. This is just my introduction to this podcast. I know I've put a lot of time so far into this, but I'm trying to set this up so you can understand how significant the word love is and how significant it is in relationship to the gifts of the Spirit. So now let's move into the Apostle Paul's explanation of love and the gifts of the Spirit. After my podcast number 146 entitled Submit to God to Receive Miracles, I felt led of the Holy Spirit to speak about love and the gifts of the Spirit. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1. This is the Apostle Paul speaking and I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. Verse 1 says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I guess that's not very impressive, but that's what he's saying. If he didn't have love in operating in those kinds of gifts, then there really wouldn't be any true love in it and there would be of no value and no meaning. We shouldn't even listen to it. The Apostle Paul gives us detail of the significance of love in everything that we do. We must look at every verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in order to understand the title 
of this podcast. So I'm going to do something a little unusual. I'm going to read first these 13 verses. It'll go quickly. And then we're going to go back through and analyze them and talk about the significance of what they're saying. So I'm going to move on now to verse number two in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, New Living Translation. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. You might want to underline that when you get to your Bible someday because that's really an important statement. In verse number three, Paul says this, If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Here he is using that word nothing again. Verse number four, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. That says that in verse five. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. Verse six, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse seven, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Verse 8, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. We'll get into that in a little bit, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when full understanding comes, these partial things will become useless. Verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and responded as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now you see things imperfectly as in a cloudy mirror. But then, that's when we get to heaven, we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. And verse 13, which could be probably the most important verse in all of this, three things will last forever faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Now, after reading those scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13, now I know why the Lord put chapter 13 between chapter 12. You see, because chapter 12 is where we learn about the gifts of the Spirit. And chapter 14 is where we read about the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, when you think about that, God wanted us to understand what the gifts of the Spirit are. So he gave that to Paul, and Paul wrote it down, and it was recorded as chapter 12. And then on chapter 14, God wanted us to understand the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. And so he gave that to Paul in 14, but right in the middle of it, to be sure we understand the significance and the importance of love, he gave us chapter 13. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul gives an example of the gifts. And it's excellent. It's outstanding. I've preached on it. I've taught on it. I've done podcasts on it. And I hope that you've read it several times. It's a powerful explanation of the gifts. He wrote about love in chapter 13 because the church in Corinth did not understand what real love really was. They did not know. They were confused. They thought that sex and lust and love were all the same thing. And of course, they're not. The highest form of love that we'll ever know about is the love that God has for man and man has for God. That's agape love. They, The people in Corinth, they didn't understand either philia love, which is brotherly love. It emphasizes profound giving love, to love each other unconditionally, love without limits. And that's a love that we should have for each other. 
Paul knew the church in Corinth needed to catch the meaning of God's love and our love for each other. Therefore, he wrote chapter 13 under the direction of the Holy Spirit and God placed it exactly where it needed to be so that we would get a pure and better understanding of how to operate in the gifts. What Paul teaches in chapter 13 is that love is more important than all the spiritual gifts. As we go through each verse, we can easily understand why Paul wrote chapter 13 and verse 1. We see that the gifts without love are of no value. Paul refers to it many times as nothing. The best part of love is that it is available to every follower of Jesus Christ. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul is helping us to understand love. Many in our society get love and lust mixed up. Today it's such a sad case in America that we have television programs and we have movies and we do all these things. There's lots of music and songs out there and they talk about love and they talk about those things and they talk about sex and they talk about lust and they talk about terrible sexual issues and they try to lump it all together that it means the same thing. Well, it really doesn't and we know that. Today in America, we promote lust and immorality in various forms of media. I can tell you this, we need revival in this world and especially in America. We need to have love reintroduced in our societies, that philia love or brotherly love. When I say love is greater than the gifts of the Spirit, it is not intended to belittle the gifts of the Spirit, not at all. It's just the opposite of that. I want to help those seeking the gifts and those who are operating in the gifts to build a foundation of love prior to operating in the gifts. For a moment, try to imagine everyone who has been blessed with the miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit to keep love as their primary reason for operating in the gifts. I'm going to repeat that. It's so important that we understand when we operate in the gifts of the Spirit, our primary focus, the number one focus we should have is that it should operate in love and caring for others. In verses 2 through 7, I'll read those in a moment, take a little time on them. Paul helps us to better understand God's love. He's telling us that we must operate in the gifts without expecting anything in return. You know, we don't operate in the gifts so that we can get something back. We don't operate in the gifts so that we can be looked at as somebody more important or more significant than other people or to be puffed up or to feel like we're somehow less greater by God than other people are. That is not the intention of God in pouring out his gifts through the Holy Spirit to all of his followers and his believers. So I want to take a moment now. Let's just go a little closer, a little deeper, and go verse by verse. This won't take a lot of time, but it's very important. We understand now how Paul addresses love and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Verse 2, if I had the gift of prophecy. Now here's what he's laying out. Now if I had that, now he did have it, obviously, but he says, if I had the gift of prophecy, referring to all of us, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, well, he's not saying that he does that, but he does know that he knows God's plan for his life. And he says, and possess all knowledge. And if I had such faith that I could move mountains, listen to this, but did not love others, I would be nothing. Now, if that's not as direct as as I've ever seen him refer to the significance of love, he's basically saying, if you had prophecy and understanding and knowledge and wisdom and great faith and literally just had incredible faith to move mountains, he says, but if I don't love other people, it would be of no value. It's nothing. Verse 3, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, which simply means overworking and not taking care of himself, which is something we shouldn't do anyways, he said, I could boast about it. I could let people know, look what I'm doing. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I believe that should go out to a pastor. Many times a pastor will work so hard and he'll help his church and minister to other people, but many times their families 
a pastor's family will be neglected a little bit because they don't have time to spend as much time with their families as they should. And so they sometimes boast about how hard they work and how many hours they put in. I know I've got caught in some of that myself as the as a pastor for 20 years. But it says here, if I don't love others, I would have gained nothing. So if we're working for the Lord and we're not doing it in love to help other people, there's no value to it whatsoever. Verse 4, love is patient and kind. Well, that tells us the significance of understanding having patience with people who need to receive the gifts of the Spirit and help them. Love is not jealous or boastful. Let's take those one at a time. Not jealous. We should never be jealous or have envy towards other people because maybe they have more gifts than we do, or they might have more possessions than we do, or they might get a promotion at work that we didn't get, we should never be jealous of those things or boastful. If we're operating in the gifts, we should never be boastful about it. I can remember going to a church once where the Pentecostal people were there and they were really nice people, but there were a few who said things that really was kind of shocking to me. One guy, I remember we were having lunch with him and we were sitting out chalk talking. He says, you know, I don't believe him. If you're, if you're Pentecostal, if you're not Pentecostal, he said, and if you're not praying in tongues and you're not operating the gifts of the Spirit, I'm not sure sure you're even saved. Oh, what a terrible thing to say. That's boastful. That's arrogance. That's incorrect. There's nothing in the Word of God that says you can't go to heaven unless you pray in tongues. There's nothing in the Word of God that says that unless you're Pentecostal, you can't go to heaven. That's wrong and should never have been said. And and I was a young Christian, and it was a difficult thing to hear from a man when I was trying to learn about the gifts of the Spirit. He was boastful, and he was proud. As a matter of fact, it says here, you should. it's not jealous, it's not boastful, or proud. And then the beginning of verse 5 says, or rude. Now, that, that includes all of those things, and we should avoid that at all costs. It says here, love basically, it does not demand its own way. That means it's cooperative. It's helpful. It's not correcting people in the church. It's not correcting things and telling other people what they should do and how they should do it and be difficult to work with. It says it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. So therefore, if we don't have forgiveness in our heart, then that's not love. When someone comes against us and hurts us, we need to forgive them. We need to reach out and tell them we're sorry. And I know that's tough. A lot of folks don't realize how significant it is that then they'll carry unforgiveness or bitterness in their heart. And that's not love. And without love, it's pretty hard to be truthful and operate in the gifts of the Spirit properly if you still have unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart. Verse 6 says, it does not rejoice about injustice, meaning when other people you know, things happen to them that you didn't like or whatever, that you're happy about it, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse 7, love never gives up. That's wonderful. You know, there's a lot of times pastors and people who are Christians or moms and dads feel like just giving up. Maybe have you ever had a job that you thought, I'm just tired of this thing. I'm just going to give up and quit and go somewhere else. Well, love doesn't give up. Love stays in there and fights the battle and believes that God will take take them through it and help them. It says love never loses faith. But these are these are powerful things. And look what Paul is saying about all these things. And these many of these things are gifts of the Spirit, powerful, miracle-working gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he says, but you can't have these things in. Because if you do, if you have these things in your life, then you can't hardly have love. And if you don't have love, what you're doing isn't really valuable at all. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. 
That's what we need to do. And God's warning us of that. Otherwise, when we operate in the Spirit, it really will not be of value. Verse 8, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. Now, he's not talking about they're useless now, but he's saying that they'll become useless in eternity, but love will last forever. See, love goes into eternity. A message in tongues is wonderful. It's great and it's glorious. And prophecy is wonderful. And healings and miracles and faith and all these things are great and glorious. But many of those things don't last forever, he says, but love will last forever. Now, he says, our knowledge in verse 9 is partial and incomplete. That's as we're living here today. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. And there's nothing wrong with prophecy. It's fine. He's just simply saying it only takes care of the, the our part of our, of our future and, and the whole picture of things. But verse 10 tells us, but when full understanding comes these partial things will become useless. That's Paul's word. Now, these are things that the Apostle Paul said. I'm not making them up, and it's important that we understand that. I'm not saying anything that would put down the gifts of the Spirit in any way, shape, or form. I believe in them, I operate in them, and I thank God for them. And the church needs them desperately. And I pray that all of you will operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But without love, you're not going to get the results that you're hoping for. Verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly as in a cloudy mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. And that's the same for us today. But then when we get to heaven, we will know, he says, I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. And once again, we end up with verse 13. I'm telling you, this is so crucial to understanding love and the gifts of the Spirit. Paul says in verse 13, three things will last forever. He says it's faith, it's hope, and it's love. Faith is, of course, the reason that we get to heaven because of our faith and trust in God, a hope for our eternal life with Jesus Christ and love. And he says, and the greatest of these is love. Paul has given us a great, absolutely great teaching on how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. This is probably something that's misunderstood many times. Sometimes people get angry when they're upset with someone and they'll walk over to them and give them a prophetic word or something to correct them. That's not love and that's not really a prophetic word. In my own case, I remember my wife and I went to a Pentecostal church when we were brand new Christians. And at the end of the service, the guy came up to me and he said, I have a prophetic word for you. And of course, I didn't know what he was saying. I had never heard of such a thing. And he started telling me that my wife and I were in trouble financially and that our marriage was rocky and my business was rocky and that things were going terrible, that God was going to turn it all around and God would bless us. And he went on and on. And when he, when he stopped at the end of it, I looked at him and I said, I'm really sorry. I don't know you and I really don't think I understand what you said. But if you think that the words you're saying applies to our life, you're completely wrong. My wife and I love each other greater now than we ever have in our life. We're brand new Christians. We received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior just a few months ago. And we are just so excited about the things of God. And as far as my business goes, I've received promotion after promotion. My my business as a banker is just accelerating. God's blessing it. Our finances have grown and increased. My wife quit working because I'm making enough money now to more than take care of our needs. We just bought a new house. We have nice cars. We have vacations. We have two beautiful children, and I'm telling you, life couldn't be any better now that we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And I said, so I can't receive that because I can't agree with that. Well, he was angry and walked away. You see, the bottom line was he was trying to show me how to operate in the gifts, and he did it in the flesh. And I don't know this guy's name. I never got to know it. 
and we didn't burst out of the church and get upset with people and that type of thing. And I would never say the name of the church or who the person was or anything like that because that would be wrong of me. But we kept going to that church for months because we knew that somewhere in that church we would hear and understand about the gifts of the Spirit. We knew it was a Pentecostal church and we stayed there for probably another six months and it was wonderful that we were able to experience by people, godly, lovely people, the true understanding of what the gifts of the Spirit were. But we finally left that church and went to a good solid church that taught on this premise, operated in the gifts of the Spirit in the services, taught us about love, taught us about the gifts of the Spirit and it was amazing and we were there for several years before we were transferred across the state to another area. That's another subject for a different podcast. But I thank God for that experience. And I thank God that I learned the significance of operating in the gifts of the Spirit with love. If we do that, and if we operate with love for others and are concerned that others are being blessed and not being corrected or not being judged, then we are operating in love through the gifts of the Spirit. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I have thoroughly enjoyed teaching it. There's nothing I enjoy more talking about than the gifts of the Spirit and the love that's attached to that and the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray that God will bless you and that he'll pour out a blessing and maybe fill some of you with the Holy Spirit and help you to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Father, thank you once again for this opportunity, for this message at this time, for these folks who've listened in today. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would anoint them. And I pray for those who are seeking the gifts, Lord, that you would fill them, Lord. And Father, I pray that they would keep love, the foundation of understanding the gifts, and that some would be filled with the Holy Spirit even now as they're listening to this podcast. Others would receive greater faith, and still others would believe in miracles greater than they have before and see miracles operate. And Father, I believe the power gifts of the Holy Spirit will operate in those who are seeking and seeking with a foundation of love. Thank you, God, once again for this opportunity. I'll give you praise for it and give you all the glory for it. And I thank you, Lord, for who you are, for what you've done in our lives, Father. And thank you for the precious gift of the Holy Spirit and that we can see them operate in our life and do that through love. Be a blessing to the church and to others. And I know, Lord, you'll be blessed by it. I thank you for that now. In Jesus' name I pray, Lord. Amen. Well, we've ended today's podcast, and we're going to continue teaching on the various subjects dealing with the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, and I hope that you'll enjoy them. This podcast has been an inspiration to me. I pray that it has been blessed and received by you. We need love in our lives. We must always operate in love. The things we read about in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians verses 1 through 13 are vital to understanding the gifts of the Spirit. So I pray that God will bless you. If you'd like to listen to more of the teachings that we have on Quality Christian Living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. When you get to the page, you can find a link there to the podcasts that I've done, and all 147 of them will be listed there, and they cover topics like prosperity and how to get out of debt and generosity and faith and the Holy Spirit and miracles and gifts and all these things that help us live a quality Christian life because that's what Quality Christian Living podcast is all about, to teach on the topics that help Christians live the type of life that God wants us to live, the abundant life, the life fulfilled
filled with joy and happiness, or we'll have our challenges and ups and downs. But when you live a quality Christian life, you'll know how to deal with them, how to handle them, and how God has all the answers for everything that we'll ever need. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So now I'm going to be doing a continuation of these teachings on the Holy Spirit. My next podcast, number 148, is entitled, How to Be Led of the Holy Spirit. A lot of folks seek the Holy Spirit. They want guidance and direction, but how do they know when they're being led by the Spirit or being led by the flesh? So we're going to get into that and explain what the Word of God has to say. Most likely, I'll be using scriptures that the Apostle Paul used in talking about the Holy Spirit. So it's going to be an exciting message, and I hope that you'll contact your friends or family or relatives and let them know that we're teaching a series on the Holy Spirit, and I know that God will bless it because He blesses His Word anytime that it's lifted up. Upcoming podcasts will be dealing with topics found in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, where it says, Stir up the gift of God which is in you. Have you ever stopped and thought about how much power and how many gifts and how many wonderful great things are already inside of us? You see, the Bible tells us that greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. The Bible also tells us that God fills with the Holy Spirit. He fills us with power when he fills us with the Holy Spirit. So inside of us, we've already got great and wonderful and glorious things that are there. So we need to learn the secret and how to stir up the gift of God, which is already in us. Some of you are saying, well, I wish I had the Holy Spirit. Or I wish that I could talk in in a heavenly language, I wish that I had these gifts in my life. I'm telling you, for many of you, it's already in you there. We just have to learn how to wake up, so to speak, and wake up that power that exists in each and every Christian. Those who've given their life to Jesus Christ are filled with the Spirit of God and with great power and glory. And I'm telling you what, it's going to be an exciting lesson when we teach it. I'm looking forward to it. I know God will bless it. So I'm just going to close this up now by saying, the Lord bless you and may he keep you and may his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you walk and live by the spirit of the living God. God bless you.